Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Korean Ninja podcast. This podcast is where I share people's incredible stories of recovery from chronic diseases such as heart disease, type 2 diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, lupus, several forms of cancer now, and so many others after adopting a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet. And this week is no exception. This week, my lovely friends Tony and Elizabeth Boucher are over at Foodies Medicine. You can find them on Facebook Instagram, all those places. They posted Tim's story on their page and tagged me. They thank you, Tony and Elizabeth, for tagging me to share Tim's story. And Tim is the first guy on the show that we've had that has been living with multiple sclerosis. So I was really excited to interview him and share his story because it's just different and it helps different each person's story is different and helps different people for different reasons and guys with MS tend to from what I know and I'm you know this is what I learned from Dr. George Jelinek years and years ago so the information may be different now tend to experience multiple sclerosis more severely than than women in general and Tim definitely from his experience you know had a really 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 tough, tough time for six years after his diagnosis and um, until he found a whole food plant-based diet. And he's going to share his story. And uh, and we talk a bit in here about the, the mental side of chronic disease and invisible illnesses uh, like multiple sclerosis, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis and, and others. I, I, I think, and Tim really believes, and I completely agree, which is why I shared what I shared in my own episode, that the my, it, it, I know that mind, body, spirit, that they, even those three words together have become quite cliche over the years, but they've become cliche for a reason because it is healing is a mind body spirit journey and and this podcast and the journeys of my guests it it does become it isn't just about whole food plant based eating it's so much more because the transformation that happens once you start giving your body the right foods whole plant foods the transformation that happens isn't just that you get more energy and that you become less constipated and that you you overcome chronic disease in the longer term or in the shorter term because some people type 2 diabetics you know they recover quite quite rapidly in most cases but not for all and i but it is a journey that involves a, almost it's like a butterfly in a cocoon a caterpillar butterfly scenario and and that seems unfathomable when you're when you're at the very beginning and it can seem un- unfathomable throughout the process and I'm not saying that no one's saying that we start this way of eating and we never have like we we never have hard times because of course we do we're human things happen in our lives you know I got food poisoning the other day from greens from my garden and it was a gross day I didn't feel great I was in bed it was I wasn't a happy lady. But I mean, in general, we feel so much better than how we felt. And we feel better as far as, you know, 
Tim, myself, Andrew Taylor, Tony Boucher, so many others. You know, it's helped us to overcome significant medicated, diagnosed depression, lifted us, energized us, given us a sense of purpose, given us given us a life back that I know I haven't got these episodes up on video and some of them some of them I might in the future if I ask everyone's permission but when you see the before and afters and you see there's there's like a there's like a cloud over all of our eyes in the before shots all of us look like our spirits are dormant that that they're not there and then you see everyone now and our eyes are alive and our spirits are within us shining like beacons of joy and hope and excitement about the future and and that was missing from literally every before photo our, our spirits were missing our joy was missing our hope for the future was missing which is I guess that's the real purpose of this podcast as I said lots of times these are hope stories and not in a airy fairy way just uh, the story is about people who, whose spirits were lost or hiding, or you know, and that and they have, and that they now are pouring out of them and bursting out of them like the most brilliant sunrise after a terrible, terrible thunderstorm of sickness and disease, and that just makes my day. And anyway, so Tim came on and he shared his story and I really can't, I really can't wait for you to hear it. It is such a, he's been through so, so, so much and he was so brave in what he shared this episode. So grateful, Tim, for you going deep with me and... We kind of went all, a bit all over the place, but I think that these it's very hard to go back over your whole journey of disease in an, in an hour. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful that we covered what we covered. It, it's all, you know, really raw and real and honest. There's some swearing, so if you have little kids around, you might want to not listen to it while they're around. It's only a couple, but still. Just letting you know. And obviously, I'll just mention it quickly for anyone who hasn't yet. This ep- this podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher app for Android. So go over there, subscribe. I put out new episodes every Sunday, no, sorry, Monday slash Tuesday and every Thursday slash Friday in Australian time. So it's earlier in the States and the UK and you can join me over at Plant Based and Thriving on Facebook in the group. And obviously you can follow me on social media at Corinne Nidja if you haven't yet liked my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There's posting there. And 2009, I'm going to be just a YouTube Jenna Marbles celebrity. Uh, that is not true. I have no idea how to use it. They're going to be fairly crap for a while. But... <laughs> Bear with me. I'm sure I'm going to get some good content out and hopefully these interviews will be on there too. I just have to figure out how it's all going to work. But that's the plan for two, 2019. So 
yeah, subscribe over it. There's 22 episodes over there now, so make sure to subscribe over at YouTube as well. And please, please, please share Tim's story on social media if you can because everyone knows someone who knows someone with multiple sclerosis and there's four episodes of women with multiple sclerosis on this podcast already, so go back, find them and listen to them if you have yourself have multiple sclerosis or a family member or a friend. But definitely Tim's story is excellent and I'm so glad to have him on the show. And you can follow Tim on Instagram at that one guy with MS and he's going to be on Facebook, obviously Instagram pretty much. I'm sure by the time this comes out there'll be a YouTube channel called that one guy with MS and a Facebook page but if there's not keep your eyes peeled because it's coming because Tim's got lots to say and he's an inspiration so I can't wait for that as well so let's just get into it um thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast enjoy the show hello Tim and welcome to the show how you doing thank you for having me on I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, I think I'm mostly really excited to have you here because you're the first. We've got four MS recovery stories on the podcast so far. You're the first guy to come on the podcast with multiple sclerosis. So it's really exciting, I think, because there are guys out there with multiple sclerosis and I it needs to have a voice of a male that has, I know George Jelinek, Dr. George Jelinek has done really well with recovering from multiple sclerosis. I know Montel Williams, he also, uh, he has MS and he recovered pretty well from that as well. Yeah. So it's awesome to have you on the show um, to share your Thank story you. for anyone who's listening, who has a family member or a friend or themselves that has have multiple sclerosis and are wanting to hear a male voice. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It really means a lot. Oh, no, you're welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you. So I've already given you a bit of an introduction. So if you could just start at the start, at the very start. <laughs> God. Okay. So I was wrapping up my senior year of high school in 2009. And then while all of this was going on in high school, um, my brother, he had kidney failure and uh, dealing with all of that and Thankfully, my mom, she she was able to be a perfect candidate for a, a donor, and she gave my brother a kidney. Well, this happened in December of 2009. Yeah, 2008. And so a few months later in April, I'm at work, and I used to work at uh, Optimum Nutrition. I used to actually run work on the assembly lines there. And while I was there, uh, just putting on the r rubber gloves itself, it was just I would put on the rubber gloves on my hands. They would just go like this, and I would not be able to fit the hand, the, my hand in the glove. And so, throughout the course of the day, I noticed my legs. They were just starting to get weaker and weaker and weaker. And I go home, go to sleep. I wake up the next day, and I just can't feel anything. Uh, I go to work, and halfway through it, I call my mom and my dad. I'm like, guys, I need you to pick me up. Something's really wrong. So my mom, she was like, okay. My, my, my mom, she's she's Hispanic, and she believed in like, all right, let's see, you know, let's do a hot tub. Let's look, go to a, a chiropractor and this and that. 
none of that worked. So a- after everything that she tried and I was just like, okay, maybe this will work. You know, maybe I just did something to my back, you know, cause I used to play football. I did a lot of wrestling and, and stupid stuff when I was a kid. And so I was just like, okay, so over the next like two days, it didn't get any better. Two, three days, it didn't get better. And I was like, mom, I really need to go to the doctor. We need to go right now. So we went to the ER and a few hours later, I ended up in the neurologist doctor, the neurologist office. And he's like, okay, we need an MRI. We need to do a spinal tap. We need to, um, what else did he say? We need to do, uh, I forget what that test is called where they put the, the nodes on your head and they make you watch. It's like, they put these things on my head and they made me watch the screen for like 20 minutes or for like a few minutes. And I guess it just reads like certain things that they're looking for. And long story short, uh, he called me the next day and he's like, I'm sorry to tell you the bad news, but you do have MS. And I remember I was sitting with my mom and my dad upstairs in their room when I got the phone call and I just broke down. My parents, they didn't even know what to say either. And (laughs) at the time I used to smoke like a chimney. So I was like, screw it, dude. I don't even know what the, what, what's going on right now. So I came downstairs, went outside, and just like had three, four cigarettes before I ended up going to the, the hospital. And I think I was in there for maybe about a month, month and a half, a little – no, about yeah, about a month. And I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't use my hands. I went blind in my right eye for a little bit. Um, and then they started pumping me with like solumetron infusions and uh what else they were just doing a bunch of these other kind of medicines uh while i was there for my first treatment um after that there was maybe about six yeah about six months after that um i was just going in and out for solumetron infusions just so they could bring the inflammation down and oh geez i'm trying to remember everything in order it's really tricky <laughs> telling yeah, your story really is tricky is. it gets all it muddled really up so if you're listening and really you th- <laughs> often if you're listening and you're thinking these dates seem it's just a lot happens and you're in the worst part of your life so the stories can get a bit yeah and it, it, everything just happens so fast and during the time like after my brother's kidney failure and then right after my my brother uh got that from my mom uh, a couple of days later, our uncle passed away, and then our uh, then this happened with me. So all the stress and all of that just collided in yeah, one. Wow. And Your that's why I ended up in the hospital. Yeah, she she's been one of the biggest supporters recently. You know, uh, during that time where I was just really depressed and the anxiety was just high up. You know, before like right before all of this, uh, her and I kind of got into a really big fight and we kind of just like stopped talking for a little bit there. And, uh, so we'll get back to that. So, (laughs) so, um, so after I was diagnosed, um, about six months later, that's when they started the Avonex and that's the one shot that they give you or that you have to give yourself in the leg every week. The first time sucked because I was sitting there. I hated needles to, in the first place. I hated needles. And, and the fact that I had to go and give myself a shot in my leg, I don't know. I was just like shaking. So my dad, he ended up doing it the first couple times. And then uh, I started doing it after that. Well, between the diet, the drug addiction that I, was, that I, that I had at the time, 
and all the other poor choices that I was like like doing. All of that, it was just like flare up after flare up after flare up after flare up after flare up. And so all of this was going on for, like I said, about six years. And then uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, her stepmom actually introduced me to the idea of a whole food plant-based diet. And so not even a whole food plant-based diet, but more is just like really clean eating, you know, because she knew that there were some benefits to it for people with MS. Well, we started doing things like trying to change the diet and everything, and then my ex-girlfriend and I, we split up. So here I am. I'm freaking out. I'm like, okay, I can't hit her up because I don't feel like it's appropriate, so I'm going to have to figure all of this out on my own. And so I moved to West Chicago, Illinois, uh, and uh, I like staying in my own place. Right after we split up, I lost my job. I lost my license. Uh, I, few other things happened in life and I that sent me into the flare up that I've been, that I was talking about um, there were times where I couldn't walk I was sorry you, it looks like you were going to say something I was going to say you haven't mentioned your flare up um, in this in this interview you mentioned it in your post on social media, but no one knows about your flare-up. So if you want to share about your, what you happened, what happened with the with the biggest flare-up, that would be, um, I think, important for people. Oh, so with that one, with that one flare-up, uh, I was in West Chicago, and it started there. It came and go, came and went uh, throughout the course of like two, three months, and then in the beginning of May of 2016 is when everything hit me the depression the anxiety the flare up in itself i was having like like my muscles were just spazzing out all over the place my face was pulling off to the left my eyes were crossing i couldn't feel my legs i couldn't walk um everything you know my friend richie he was talking he's like Dude, how how numb are your legs i was like richie i can't feel anything and he's like let me smack it I was like, all right, dude, give it all you got. So I was wearing basketball shorts. I just pulled my, my shorts up, and he smacked it, and there was like a welt there for like a good day and a half. It was ridiculous. He really smacked it. <laughs> yeah, he smacked it. I, I, I'm going to ask him later after this interview. I'm going to ask him if he has a picture of it still. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was brutal. But like all of that, it just it clicked. I, I don't know what it was, but it just clicked. I was like, Tim nothing that you're doing is working you really need to figure this out like at least eat like you give a damn about yourself you know that is the only thing that you have going for that you can have going for you that no one could tell you you can't do i guess I, you, does that make sense and so i just online i was like okay what is ms i wanted to really figure out what multiple sclerosis was, what it does to the body. And then it's just, you know, the, the immune system attacks the neurological system and, and it pretty much inflames everything and it stops the signal from the brain, letting it to, you know, your extremities and whatnot. And I was like, okay, cool. What foods can I eat that are anti-inflammatories? You know, so it started with ginger, spinach, uh, cucumber, stuff like that. And over the course of the next like year, uh, it was just a lot of juicing. My brother introduced me to the idea of juicing, and then it was just I went on a crazy like juice juice binge for weeks on end, and 
I noticed that the times from me going to the doctor were getting fewer and far further between. And I just kept on eating. And then I ran, I was scrolling through Netflix and I saw a documentary, uh, Fat Sick and Nearly Dead with Joe Cross. And I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that, considering he is Australian, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I saw that, and I was just like, whoa, okay. So I continued with the juicing, and then I saw Forks Over Knives, and then What the Health. And and I just fell in love with, like, loving food in a different way, you know? Because five, six years ago, I would eat so so much it was ridiculous it was it was comical at some point tim i really want to catch you there because i think for people listening and i say this every if if you're a long time listener i'm sorry but for people who just cannot get on this show and it's this their first if tim's their first episode people might see your before and afters or hear what you're saying and you sound you know you sound full of energy and healthy and the person who's listening might be at the start of their journey and in that really dark, well, in that dark, dark place, which... That was the hardest thing for me to get past and get through. What was a day like in that? What were you eating like? What was your thinking like? What was your life like in that horrible shit time? (laughs) Okay. All right. So during that horrible shit time... um, (laughs) Christmas 2015 was horrible. I spent it alone. And and <clears throat> the, like I said, my depression and my anxiety, you know, it got in the way of everything. It, it pushed all my friends away, got in the way of me and my family, and, and just it completely destroyed my life. At the time, with it being so I, it, dark, you know, me being alone and me being just trying to figure everything out on my own. It was just really hard to be like, okay, Tim, you still have to keep going. There were days where I was just like, nah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm not feeling it today, you know, and I would just turn around and go back to sleep. And then there were others where I'm just like, okay, you know, you got to do this. You know, you know, you could do this, you know, you have to do this, but it was, it was just the constant battle of me wanting to push towards a goal that I didn't even know could have even been there, you know, cause Looking at it now, I have done so much more for my health than I did, you know, any than any other neurologist or dietitian, nutrition nutritionist that, that's ever told me or whatever, you know. And it, it just amazes me how not only did I, I, I guess, not not I guess, but not only did I heal my body, but I healed the spirit. And and you know, I watch, I watched uh, Daredevil. Uh, on Netflix. I'm in love with that show, right? And on the last season, there is uh, there's one scene where he gets beat up and everything, and, and he's like at the bottom of his bottom. And Sister Maggie, who is actually taking care of him, she says something, and then she goes, heal the body and the spirit will follow. And I heard that recently and and everything just makes sense because, you know, I fell into that really, really dark place. I didn't know where to go. I didn't have anybody to talk to. My health was going to crap. You know, it was just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong during that six month period. And I'll be completely honest with you. I don't even know how I'm still here because 
between the drug addiction and just living a stupid lifestyle, you know, it would either have been I did something, you know, took too many pills or I, my health just went so bad that it took me, you know, and, and I was tired of being tired all the time. I was tired of seeing everybody be like, dude, why are you so sad all the time? No one really understood what Nobody, no, oh God, how do I say this? No one talks about the things that go on up here with your invisible diseases, you know, because you could be good for weeks on end and then all of a sudden something happens, you have a flare up and then it's that voice in the back of your head that tells you, dude, this could be the last one. You might not be able to come back from this. And that's scary. That's really, really scary. I don't, I don't, I don't like being there anymore, and that's why it, it's this whole thing with, with just healthy eating and seeing where I was to where I am. That's why I'm so passionate when I talk to my friends one on one about this because I'm like, guys, you're sick. You know, your body is compromised. Your health is compromised as well. You know, I've been trying to do this. I've been doing this for this amount of time, and obviously, it's working. And, and I just, I, I know I'm just rambling <laughs> right no, now. No, no, so. I'm, I'm really glad that you're talking about this because in my own journey and in, in all the guests, I, I think that it's so important to talk about when it's in, with, with lupus and with all of, with all of them, with multiple sclerosis, it is that that voice in your head. There is that voice in your head, and I think that that is why I'm so motivated. You're so motivated. Tim Kaufman, all of us, you know, Amanda Fisher, everyone is so motivated because you do think, is this day? And for a multitude of reasons, is this the end? You know, is, yeah. is this the end? Am I not going to want to get out of bed tomorrow? Is this is this as good as it's going to get for me? Right. And and I think that that does it it it's a it's a hurt and a thought that damages it, it does yeah. take your spirit away and that's that spirit stuff like you said heal the body and the spirit follows. I I know myself late when you said laying in bed and just looking at the day. I remember the so many days just pulling the blankets back over and saying like I just don't yep. care. I hope I I just want to press fast forward on this shit. You know I just want to. <laughs> As fast as I can get out of this life, I'll just sleep through it. Tell me when it's over, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's why when you get that, when you go to those dark places and you're thinking those dark thoughts about this is the best it's going to be. If this is the best, then what's the point? You know, if this is the best, what's the, what's the point? And, and so moving through that, like you say, is you feel like it's this, when you get that spirit back and you find the thing that gives you that mm-hmm. spirit spirit back, it becomes this fire inside. Yeah. <laughs> after after being so low, you just feel like, wow, now I know how to feel good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it it, it you know, like I said, all of this healthy eating, it all started with like just switching out red meats for for turkey and chicken and and fish getting my proteins from beans and other other things like that and i just kind of had to learn what foods do what to the body you know not only physically but like mentally you know and and just throughout this whole thing i realized that 
a lot of the foods that are in a box or that's already prepackaged is probably not the best thing that you should eat, you know. And so that's something that I try and steer away from, you know, things that are already pre-made, anything fast food, stuff like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my days where I'm just like, yo, this chocolate bar looks really good today. So I'll just grab it at the store. Do I feel guilty afterwards? No, because I know what if something were to happen, I know exactly what things I need to eat in order for me to feel better again. And I'm very quick on it now. I've become very, very selfish uh, when it comes to my health. You know, um, I'll have friends ask me, you know, what are you doing tonight? Come on out. And I'm like, nope, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. I do not care. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's been a crazy ride altogether. That's for sure. Yes, and I think that what you're saying about switching meats, like obviously this a whole food plant-based diet is meat-free, but I mean, talking yeah. about baby steps, I think that when you start this journey and you start looking at switching out, you know, red meat and just for some people going whole food plant-based overnight or dropping out everything overnight, it's 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 insane. <laughs> they they can't fathom it. So just making tweaks, cutting out dairy maybe or cutting out processed foods or cutting out refined flours, sugars, fats, you know, cutting out red meat. If that's the start, start there. Just start. That, that's, just start. that's where I started. I was, just, <laughs> I was like, Tim, you have nothing else to do. You know, you don't have a job. You're pretty much making ends meet by like – doing all these little side jobs and whatever. And and so I was like, you need to make your money count. And I realized that eating fruits and vegetables is so much cheaper than buying steaks and, and you know, anything else that comes in a box, you know, it's so much easier, so much faster, not faster, but so much more, uh, how do I say, uh, rewarding by making your own food and knowing what that food is doing to your body given that you were in a crappy situation now, you know? So talk about what you ate like. So I know in your posters where I found oh, you, God. what you ate like, what was a typical day for Tim? Oh, eating, man, smoking, so drug taking. Bad. What was that day like? Oh, God, eating. eating. Okay, so in the morning I would wake up and I would just do like I would just uh, get like two eggs and a handful of spinach, throw it all together because I know that the spinach would, would – uh, cool the body down i know it helps cool the body down so i was like okay cool i'm always I, I i'm always a furnace i'm always hot and it sucks sometimes i've never heard and that so, about spinach before in my life i want to look yeah, it up now <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh or i, I believe it is don't 100 percent quote me on that but i believe it is we'll all I, google it and <laughs> we won't we, we won't we won't we won't worry if it's not true <laughs> and so uh I started with that, and then I uh, went and got, like, a bunch of chicken from, from Costco. That's, uh, like, Walmart also, pretty much. Okay. And so I did that, and then I would just, like, kind of meal prep. You know, I would have this for dinner, this for lunch, and, and I didn't know how to cook. So I would just go grab a bunch of spices, grab, grab like, like pre-made uh, gluten-free and organics, like flavoring sauces and stuff like that. And I mean, before you made the switch to clean eating. So before clean eating, what was what was your eating like then? Oh, 
Oh, okay. So there's this, <laughs> there was this place that I used to work at and right across the street, there was this, there's this place called uh, Papa Chris's and at Papa Chris's, they have this thing called a franchisee and it's a deep fried hot dog wrapped in bacon, right? Or it's a hot dog wrapped in bacon deep fried oh my god then gosh. it's loaded with nacho cheese on a toasted bun served with a giant thing of fries and a large drink that would be my kind of food horrible horrible wow. food for you that's probably like a 2500 calorie hot dog right there you know and and even I didn't elvis care. is listening going man that was a poor choice <laughs> <laughs> On his worst day, Elvis would be like, no, that's too much. <laughs> too much. But I, I, you know, I really, really loved the Western diet, you know, steaks and, and biscuits and gravy, you know, stuff like that. Like in the post that I said uh, uh, that you found me on, you know, a couple months ago, I went with, a, with somebody to go uh, get breakfast. And so... Uh, biscuits and gravy it's my favorite thing from any diner around uh, around here and uh so i got it and i got ate through like half of it and i was full well about an hour 45 minutes to an hour goes by we're at the park just taking pictures and my stomach just goes shoop like that i get all white and then my stomach just doesn't want to agree with me i start throwing up like it was horrible and and so now I, I realize that, that I had to love food a different way. I mean, I could probably still have biscuits and gravy if I could find a way how it's it, find a way to make it whole food plant-based, you know, but I realized through this whole adventure that I had to pretty much relearn the way people eat, the way people need to eat. And so I did it on my own, and and I just fell in love with it. Then I, after I started losing the weight, and I was able to get more mobile, and the flare-ups weren't happening so often, that's when I started to go to the gym and fell in love with that, and then everything, yeah. We haven't <laughs> talked about your weight, because that was in your post. And so your weight over those six years, uh, what, what was the highest that you reached? Uh, about 335 pounds. And, uh, so when I was first diagnosed, I was, I was, I've always been a heavy, more of a heavy set kid, you know, um, when I was first diagnosed, I was about 250, 260 pounds. And then, and then there was like about a year where I didn't really have a lot of flare ups or I didn't have a, any serious flare ups because I just, my stress levels were way down here during the time. And, and so God, I lost my train of thought. Heavy, how heavy you were, and you were talking oh, about so, that you were... So, yeah, so, so over the course of the next few years, just with all the medication and everything, I just shot up in weight, and I didn't do anything about it. You know, I was always working. I'm a machine operator, you know, and, and what really bothered me, with, not only with the weight, but with my MS also, is that, like, while I was working at this, at this one company, um, the last year... I was out the good majority of it on FMLA time because I was just having flare up after flare up after flare up. And at the end of it all, I was just like, I can't do this. You know, I need it. I need to leave. And so I left. They helped me out with a few things afterwards, but, but I just, I really needed to figure out how to fix 
my MS and pray and hope that everything else will follow behind that, you know? And so, yeah, I, I feel like I'm just all over the place talking about so many different things right now. So, you, so I think that one of the things that I talked about many times is just the signposts with chronic disease and with disease, you know, weight gain, being unwell, you know, tired all the time, and then eventually getting a diagnosis like multiple sclerosis or you know, finding out you've got heart formations of heart disease or diabetes or those types of things. And for you, you know, and, and then the other side is when you start this diet and, and it isn't just that you're multiple sclerosis. And for a lot of people, they might say that it's taken a long time for their major chronic disease to to dissipate. But other things start dissipating initially in the meantime while you're kind of on the journey. On the journey. And it is a journey. Like you say, you started out with your eggs, clean eating, eggs, chicken, all of those things at the start. And it, it's a journey because you have to educate yourself, learn about diet, learn about this food makes me feel gross, this food's making me constipated this yeah. who's doing this to me whatever <laughs> it is and but in the meantime you know your weight started to go off you started getting enough energy to go to the gym there's other stuff happening at the same time yeah like i was saying you know while i was switching to clean eating and and trying to get more greens in my system i noticed that the times that i would go to the my doc, my doctor for my chemotherapy or just for a normal cellulometrol infusion, they would get further apart. And during the time from chemo to chemo, I didn't feel so bad. And so it was last, uh, last February was the last time that I did chemo, the beginning of February last year. And, uh, in April, uh, my neurologist, he told me, he was like, you know, we did, we see your latest MRIs and we could say it's safe to take you off of the chemotherapy and switch you to an oral treatment, which was the Jelenia. I never went to go get the checkups <laughs> to, <clears throat> to start the medication because <clears throat> uh, I went, they, they told me I needed to go get like a, a heart a test so I, they could check my heart and like a tuberculosis test, all these different things before I could start taking this medication. Well, I went to the tuberculosis did the tuberculosis test and what they do they just like uh do it on your skin on your forearm and you were supposed to go back well i was so busy i forgot to go back uh so they could read it and i've never been since <laughs> i've never been there since and this has been almost a, about yeah since like last april i they're probably calling me like figuring out yo hey where's tim we haven't seen him in a while is he okay <laughs> So it's been so, nearly two years. This next April coming up, two thousand nineteen. No, no, this this April coming up. No, this February coming up is uh, one year. One year that yeah, I haven't wow. had it, like medicine and whatnot. So um, it's been about two years since a serious flare up. I still have my bad days, you know, like the beginning of the week. Uh, you know, let me let me let me say this real quick. You know, if you were to tell me last week that I would be talking to somebody on the other side of the planet about like healthy eating and, and stuff like that. I would have been like, dude, there's no way, <laughs> you know? And, and so that's, that's 
also something that I want to emphasize with with all of this is that I'm just a normal person. You know, I'm a machine operator that lives in Aurora, Illinois, and and I just do the normal thing. You know, and and I know that there are a lot of people out there that see. Oh, this person's doing well because he has this, this, and this behind him, or she's doing well because this, this, and this. I had to do a lot of things on my own. And it wasn't until like a year and a half to almost two years later where I started to get the support from my, my, not the support, but where I started to really make things very, very good between my brother, my mom, and I, and my dad. And so everything now is a hell of a lot better than what it was three, four years ago. And so being here and, and realizing how much more fun it is doing all these awesome things, you know, going to the gym all the time, co-hosting these awesome car events for CTV Garage, um, it, I would have never been able to do any of these things if I didn't try to eat like I actually cared about myself. And, and that's, that's just something I guess I want to I wanna instill in all of this, you know. Is that it's 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 not that hard, you know. It's 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 hard getting yourself into it, but you have to want yourself to want to do it, you know. Sorry, I no, I keep just no, rambling no. On. It's not rambling. It's it's really important stuff. And I I listened to this doctor once, Doctor Shafali. Now I don't know her first name, but she was talking about suffering. And I often think about suffering because my family and everyone's had their suffering. And the guests on the show, you know, there's so many stories on the show where, you know, they've had just such, you've been told that they've got, you know, six months to live or that they're just, you know, Joyce Hale lost her parents and then she... She was just, her episode is just grueling and... Uh, I lost my brother and, you know, it was just awful. Um, She talks about suffering, just talking about how, and I think about your story and your suffering, you know, your brother and then your, your multiple sclerosis and all six years of like, that's a load of medication that you were on and hardcore medication as well, like chemo. Well, it started with the Avonex where it was a once a week injection in the leg. Okay. And then my, after like three months, my body was just like, no, you, you, it, it wasn't accepting it. So after that, they switched me over to the Tysabri, and that was a once-a-month once a infusion. Uh, I would have to sit there for about an hour and then do that. And then after that kind of went well for like about a year, and then I all went to crap again. So switched switched me over to the Tecvidera, which was the oral medication. I would have to take that one in the morning, one at night. That didn't work, and my neurologist was just like, let's do chemo. The lesions in your brain and your brain stem and your spinal column are way too big, and you need to do the chemotherapy to try and decrease the size of these things. And so the first time – there were two separate times where I did chemotherapy. The, there was a break between the or the Tysabri and the Tecfidera where I was doing chemotherapy. And then after the Tecfidera – I started doing the chemotherapy again, and that's where it all started, you know. And and it just sucked. I hated I hated feeling like I had to throw up all the time. I I would have to go in for uh, chemotherapy treatment once every uh, four to six weeks, 
And I would have to go in, sit there for anywhere between 24 to 36 hours and just have the chemo getting pumped into me while the cellular motorola is getting pumped into me as well at the same time. And so I would have to do that and then literally go home, go to sleep, get up for work the next day. And it was horrible, man. It, it, it sucked. And what were the side effects? Nausea? What else? Uh, it was for, for me, it was the nausea. Okay, so the chemo, the side effects didn't really hit me until the day after. So I would go to work. I'd feel kind of okay. I just I would feel a little squeezy, and then I'll go home and just it would just be horrible. I would everything would be everything would hurt. My throat it would just feel like I need to throw up all the time. My stomach felt like it was doing flips. It was it just sucked, and and. I would have, to, like I said, I would have to go to work and just do it the next day. So I was just constantly beating myself up while doing all of this and fighting through, not even fighting through, but at the time, uh, letting that depression and anxiety eat away at me, you know, and, and I pushed a lot of people away without even realizing it. And it sucks, you know, I mean, like I still talk to them here and there, but, but like we aren't as tight as what we once were and it's okay. Everyone's doing their own thing. Everybody's still happy doing their own thing, uh, going through life and whatnot. And and I guess we just all had to take different journeys through it. And so here we all are. <laughs> I, and it's 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 important to acknowledge that that we do push people away. And I know I mentioned that in my episode that I pushed my partner away, and and I did isolate myself from friends, and and that has been hard because he's still kind of do in a different way because you're whole food plant-based. <laughs> and, yeah. and so sometimes it's just hard because, you know, they want to eat foods that you don't want to eat and you just think it's easier for me just to stay home <laughs> than explain yeah, myself. Exactly. But it is, it is difficult going through that time. And for you, you know, you lost your relationship, you lost your job, all of that. You pushed your, you're having family trauma Issues. during that time. <laughs> And living with a cr- an invisible chronic disease, and so I just wanted to talk about with that with that suffering because Dr. Shivali talks about you know that suffering, and I'm reading a book at the moment that I got uh, I can't remember the name so forgive me it's by T. S. Eliot, but he's talking about that the pain and and it, Esther. Um, Loveridge talks about it too, and I think lots of guests do about getting to your own enough's enough point and 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 that you then your spirit has to kind of push its way through push its way through the yeah i don't know what it is but it's like a breaking point that everyone have of a pain threshold that we all have our different pain threshold and we're like that's enough i either have to yeah give in like to I, I, death for the or- longest time yeah exactly for the longest time i had the the serious problem of just letting everything bottle up inside me and then out of nowhere it would blow up and it would turn into this huge thing and and i would i would say and do things and and i'm just uh, that really shouldn't and wouldn't have been me at the time you know but I didn't notice. I was naive to what MS was and what it really does to you, not only physically, but mentally, you know, and, and looking back at it now, it all like after this whole three years, you know, everything makes made sense into why certain things happen and, and 
that yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's it was, it's just uh, it was a really long, tough thing to get through. You know, uh, trying to do all of this, uh, not all the way by yourself, but pretty much by yourself because no one's on the same page with uh, no one's on the same page as I was because I knew that I had to eat this way for a purpose, not because I wanted to, because I knew that it had to have some sort of benefit to help my, my, my physical body, you know, and, and just throughout the course of it all, you know, it, everything up here just came with it. Yeah. Uh, you can't see Tim, but if you, when you sit, look, look at the show notes and see his before and afters, because you can see a very sick man in the, well, you know, as, as, uh, un- yeah. Fat boy pictures. <laughs> you just don't look. You can see that you wouldn't feel comfortable, and you hear your story, yeah. and I know that you wouldn't feel. You'd feel tired, and you look tired, and you don't. You don't have a bright. It's actually the spark. I think all the guests in there before photos. You know, Tim Kaufman's, Andrew Taylor's. Everyone's before for and my own before photo mm-hmm. where my husband says I'm on the phone to Domino's. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, all the the lights missing from our faces, you know. You, yeah. And your face now looks like you are alive. Happy. Happy. I'm happy for the first time in a very very long time, and and that's what I guess I'm happiest about the whole the whole switch to this is that I'm not in that dark spot anymore. And and at times I will say it did get really really fucking really scary and uh i'm just glad i kind of got out of that i did get out of that because like i said i'm having so much more fun on this side than i was over there and i kind of just want to run with it definitely if you are over there and you're listening and you're thinking i'm in that dark place please find you know, connect with your friends and family. If if you're not, if you've pushed them all away, please find, you know, we have Lifeline here and some other line, you know, phone lines, 24-hour counsellors in Australia and there's other support groups in your community or if you're, if you're in the States or the UK or wherever you're listening, you know, Google your nearest support line, your nearest support groups or, you know, go to your doctor or whoever you have that you can find, a stranger, your neighbour. Just make sure that you're getting the help that you need and the support you need or if you, even if it's just watching an inspiring documentary or an inspiring – whatever you know works, patting a dog, you know, whatever you've got, you know, make sure that you're taking care of yourself because it is really – and especially this is – if you're listening around this time of year, you know, it's Christmas, then you're Thanksgiving in the in the States, New Year's, everyone's celebrating. And when you're living with chronic disease. It's that, really tough. It just sucks. It sucks. And everyone's celebrating and you're looking around thinking, I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. I don't want to be with you. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to get dressed for this celebration. I don't want to do the presents. I don't want to hear... I can't describe it, and I think that your face is – you can't see Tim's face, but I, I can see his face, and it's just this – I really get the face because I just couldn't be effed with anyone or anything back when I was really sick, 
and I can yeah. see in Tim's face that he can remember <laughs> very yeah. recently. I know you said yeah. cri- Christmas 2015 was your this is the worst, and I yeah. sucked. It sucked. I mean, like, I came here and hung up with my brother for about an hour and a half, two hours, and then I left and went back home and just did my own thing. But um, I was going to say something, but I totally forgot. It slipped my mind. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's it sucks with like during this time of year, especially if you're fighting through that depression and anxiety and you don't really have a whole lot of people to talk to. Um it does get better on the other side, and I used to never believe that. I, I hated when at one point I hated when my mom used to say everything happens for a reason. I hated that so much, you know. And and it wasn't until recently where it clicked, and I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of glad I got sick, you know, because if I didn't get sick, I would not be here and have done the things that I did to lead me to where I am now. And and that's why I'm always talking to my friends about when when someone comes up, Tim, you look great. Yeah, I haven't seen you in like two years. You know, you don't even look like the same person. Yeah, well, it's because I've been eating this way. I've been trying to get my MS and check this, that, and the other. And I just start talking. And you could, some some people you can see they're just like, all right, Tim, shut up. We don't want to hear about your vegetarian <laughs> vegetarian bullshit. And then there are others that are just like, oh, really? That that seems like really interesting. And I notice like some people they they kind of slowly switch into it but i i just like i said you know i just want to i guess talk about the things that people usually didn't talk about that came with with uh ms and and stuff like that like up here he's pointing to his head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i think it's really important and that's what i try to do in my episode even though i did make some people think that i was just talking about how i was in a, a cheating cheating evil horrible human <laughs> but i wanted to talk that we behave in ways we never this corinne i can't recognize that i, I can because i was her but mm-hmm. I, it's hard to imagine being in such a dark place, but I was, you know, my husband, I always say, can you believe you went out with me? I was horrible. And, <laughs> and he says, I know, God, what was wrong with me when I went out with you like that? And I said, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know. We were just both perfect for each other right. at that time. I was a basket case and he obviously needed to look after <laughs> someone who was self-destructive and on a mission to emotionally abuse him for two years but (laughs) we do our heads my head was broken I said to him my brother had just died when I met him you know all this I was just multiple sclerosis was all I could think about was what about there's a gun to my head Russian roulette am I going to wake up tomorrow with my legs am I going to wake up tomorrow peeing my pants am I going to wake up tomorrow shitting myself are you going to love me? Are you going to love me then? Are you going to want to be with me then? No, you're not going to want to be with me then. So get out. And you know, that's what it that's how it was for me. That was probably one of the most embarrassing and worst things that has ever happened in my entire life. So last year before I went like 100% like straight into like the whole food plant-based diet, juicing all the time, like trying to get the essential nutrients I need in me. 
God. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, we're all uh, we're all here for you, Tim. <laughs> We've no, all had just, like, like only certain people know this story, and you don't have to share a, it if you don't want to. You don't have. Uh, to. It's okay. It's okay because it's it's probably one of the worst things that's ever happened, and and it's real things that you don't plan for the people that have MS and stuff like that, and it needs to be talked about. Mm, yes, it does. I was at work. Just I, I didn't feel right in the legs, and and I was at work. I was taking something to the lab, like a, a I was taking something to the quality control center, and out of nowhere, it felt like my whole entire body just was just shocked with electricity, and and my legs at the time they just they were like really wobbly. My balance is always screwed up because of like those lesions. It caused permanent damage. And so my balance is wobbly all the time. Well, it was worse than normal, and and my face started to pull a little bit. And like I said, I'm walking to the lab. I get that feeling of electrical shock. Everything tenses up from my head to my toe, which included my bowels and my bladder, mm. right in the middle of work. Oh and so I literally God. got up. I, I ran to the bathroom, noticed what happened, didn't even go back. I ran outside, got in the car, went home, took a shower, and that was that. Uh, but when that, when that, yeah, when that happened, I went back to work the next day and I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't give, I don't care if you guys are laughing or whatever. I don't give a fuck. My main concern is why did this happen after so long? Everything was going so good. What did I do wrong? And then I was trying to figure out like the weeks leading up to that, yeah. that moment. And I was just like, you know, Tim, you really weren't eating the greatest. You know, you were – things were really busy. You were out eating more than usual, this, that, and the other. And I was like, okay, you got to start eating, like, the real food again. And since then, since last year, I haven't had a single issue. Yes. That was probably the last, like, you need to – seriously get on your shit and you cannot <laughs> fall off of it you know and and i look i'm i'm shaking because I, like yeah. this 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 whole thing is just like i i i like i said in the beginning of the interview you know i feel like just by how i've been eating and how i've been treating my body and not living the bullshit lifestyle that i was at one point just by switching everything up really changed my health and my control of my muscles and everything else and and i can't emphasize the no, enough like how uh not stubborn what the word that i say was uh, uh selfish i am when it comes to my ms and how i eat my food and where i go to eat my food and if i do eat something from somewhere that me and my friends are at or like all of that you know, it's because like things like that, like that moment last year or three years ago when I was when I was at my house in West Chicago, just I couldn't get up because my legs were hurting so bad or I couldn't feel my hands or my eyes were crossing. It was just like moments like that just makes me realize that I could never live a lifestyle like that. Even if I wanted to, tr even if I wanted to, I couldn't do it, you know, because I know physically my body will not handle that again. And it scares the living shit out of me to think that I could fall back just by simply falling off of, of the track of eating healthy and eating the right things. 
And yeah. <laughs> There's that. <sighs> I, 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 it's so tricky. People who listen, I had, I had, I've, I've mentioned it recently. Someone said to me that my voice is, I sound too happy and I laugh too much in this podcast when people are sharing their terrible things. I want you to know that that was big and I know, I'm, and I, I have this face. This is how I've just dealt with life since my brother was sick my whole life. I became the little class clown of the family. So I, I, That's smi- how I, am too. <laughs> I smile and laugh even when I'm saying the worst horrible stuff that's happened to me. It doesn't mean I'm not feeling it. And I am with your story, like, you know, I shared about manually evacuating when I was terribly constipated in my story. So everyone here knows the grossest shit about me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that uh, right there—that's the grossest shit about me. <laughs> but it happens to all of us. Or not that, that, that those things don't happen to all of us. But I mean, everyone has something that they're like. That's a gross story about me that I wish no one, I wish no one had to hear. But they're important stories, like you say. And that story to me says, for firstly, that you're so brave to share it with me and all the listeners. But and. Anyone who's listening will say, oh, my gosh, you know, I am I am that sick or I've been that sick or, oh, my gosh, you know, a relative of mine is that sick that's happening. To, that Those kinds of things are happening to them right now. But it also says, like you said, you know, yeah, that happens to you. And then you look back and you start thinking, what was I eating? What was I doing? What was I thinking? What were the stresses in yeah. my life at the time? What's going on? And you you're doing detective work you're on a journey and that journey hasn't got an end unfortunately that journey is your life and you're gonna have times when you're gonna start realizing that you know the chocolate bars and anything else is gonna be less and less because you know you're gonna feel less and less good and it's just gonna keep going until it gets cleaner and cleaner and and you feel better and better and you become stricter and stricter. I, th- I think that's just a yeah. natural progression. You know, I'm, I'm very strict on like like how I treat my body. I'm very strict on <laughs> my sleep schedule. <laughs> I get up for work at 3 o'clock in the morning every single day. So by like 8 o'clock at night, I am out. People try and hit me up on a Friday night. Hey, Tim, you want to go to sleep? Nah, dude, I've been up since 3 o'clock. I am going to bed. You know, stuff like that. Stuff with like I just don't – I just – don't live the lifestyle that I used to anymore. And, and I could, like I said, I could never go back to it because I love where I'm at now and everything, everything stems off of, or not stems, all of this, like where I am now led or started off with just how I ate, you know, and realizing that, that this is my medicine, you know? And I mean, I'm sure there will be times I will need legit medicine you know, but this is the best way I found for myself to maintain this and keep it at bay for as long as it has been. And I'm running with it and I will continue with this lifestyle until I guess the very end, you know? Yeah, wow. So what is a day, what, what, what has been for you? Like just what's a day like and what's life like now compared to, you know, the worst point? All right. Well, you guys obviously have heard the worst points so far, but like right now, so my daily schedule, I'm up at three o'clock in the morning for work. I get to work at five. You know, I'm a machine operator. I work in uh, plastics. Uh, I'm a thermoplastic, thermo, wow, 
thermoplastic extruder operator. That's what I am. Okay. <laughs> and so I've been doing that for, for quite some time, but I get up at three, get to work at five, work until three 30 in the afternoon. And then, uh, I'll go home, change, do a quick shower because once I'm done with work, I'm covered in pigment. I'm like covered in green, blue, purple, any color, you name it. And so I'll come home, do a quick shower, go to the gym, come back, cook some food, or just make a whole gallon of juice and then go back to sleep, you know? And, it, and, and what do you eat in a day? So it, in the morning, what I'll do, I'll uh, I'll make a protein shake. I'll get almond or almond milk, some blueberries, a banana, protein powder, and a scoop of uh, uh, peanut butter powder. And then I take that for my breakfast. While I'm at work, I'm usually just so busy that uh, I just never really eat or Nine times out of the time, to be honest with you, I forget my food here because I just wake up and I just bolt out the door. Yeah, yeah. And so when I get home, then I'll actually like make a, an actual meal and I'll meal prep for the next day and so on and so forth. So what I do, I try and meal prep for or make the meal for today and then tomorrow I have it from yesterday mm-hmm. and then start over. So I like eat the same meal twice every other day or twice yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. but but start fresh every other day yeah that's a good idea so what would a meal be like like what would a meal today what was your dinner lunch lunch dinner breakfast <laughs> breakfast for breakfast I protein shake yeah protein shake hold on hold on hey alex did we go somewhere to eat today no we didn't no we didn't no we didn't i was like it was just such a long day i just couldn't remember if i went anywhere to eat i didn't eat today so far so <laughs> after this, I'm gonna pop open the book somewhere. It's called uh, it's called uh, the Thug Kitchen. Eat ah, like you give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, have you ever heard of it? Yes, I have. I yeah. Have. And so there's one thing in it. there. Uh, there's one thing in there that I really like. Actually, it's like a roasted bell pepper uh, pasta, and it's just like tofu, your nutritional yeast, and some some uh, pepper. Blend all that together, boil up some noodles, cut up some uh, zucchini ribbons, and cook it all together. Done. And so that's probably what I'm going to end up doing after this interview today, to be honest with you, now that I'm saying it, because this sounds really good. <laughs> it does. I'm even thinking that it sounds good to me. And I'm not a big, huge pasta fan. I don't know how that happened to me, because everyone I know loves pasta, but I'm a rice potatoes type of gal. <laughs> no, but that sounds delicious. So... And and you work out. So every day you get up at three, and you have all you have multiple sclerosis, and you're living with a chronic disease. But you're getting up at three, working ten hours pretty much, and yeah. then going to the gym, and eating a whole food plant based diet, and looking and like you feel pretty great as well. Yeah, that's that's that was the one thing that I wanted to, uh, I guess get out of this whole journey is I didn't want to have to continue being afraid of these flare-ups and stuff like that. So that's why I started eating, eating right and, and treating my body correctly because, Oh God, I hate when this happens. Like I'm just, I have so many different things that I just want to say. It just all clank, like collides into one and I just lose my train of thought. Don't worry, Tim. Don't worry. It's such a big conversation to have. It's your whole life. And I know with my own episode and with every guest who comes on, it's a big deal. It's so tricky to to make it a cohesive story in an hour, all of this stuff that's happened and everything to fit in together. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. It has been. So 
I guess what I would think for people who are starting out and who are listening to your story and they're wanting to know more, what would be your three biggest tips for anyone who's listening who wants to give it a try? Three biggest tips. Try and be better than you were yesterday. Eat like you care. (laughs) And I don't know if I could come up with a third one right off the top of the head. But like for me, it was just like I, I had to eat like I gave a shit about myself. You know, that's that's what it was, you know. Whether whether I thought that no one gave a shit about me or stuff like that, yeah, it was I had to do it for myself and I was just like, I'll figure this out along the way, but if I know that it's good for me, it's just I'm gonna go with it. And so here we are. <laughs> Well, I like those two. Those two are pretty great tips as far as try and be better than you were yesterday, which is very similar to Tim Kaufman. I like Tim. I like both of them because I think really it. Well, yeah, Tim. Do you know Tim Kaufman? I do not. He he has a page called Fat Man Rants. (laughs) I've never heard of it. No, he's really great. You should check him out. All right, I'll check it out. So his story is fantastic as well. It's on the podcast. But he says, I'm just flicking pages. He talks about basically just do a bit more than yesterday. Yeah. And it's such a great way of thinking because it doesn't doesn't lock you in. You don't, it doesn't feel hard. It feels hard to say, start going to the gym, you know, start eating a whole plant-based diet. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah, definitely. Like you can't, it's almost impossible for someone to just go one day to the next and 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 go from eating absolute crap to the healthiest of things you know just overnight it, it's it was impossible you know i guess the one tip is start small yes you know uh, start small start switching you know your red meats for for chicken turkey clean food you know get more greens and and into your system and and just have fun. Have fun with your cooking. Be creative about it. Even though it sucks, just get through it. You know, as long as you know it's good for you, just try and push through it. Just develop your cooking skills along the way if you don't know how, or just pick up a book. You know, it's as simple as that. I don't know why throughout the first like year and a half I didn't pick up a book. I was just like, okay, I was just Google, what does this do for the body? All right, cool. I'm going to eat it. I never picked up a book up until like two and a half years, no, about a year ago. Oh, we didn't even cover your lack of cooking skills. Part of what I liked about your episode was that it sounds like you're just eating like a bowl of Brussels sprouts and that's it for a year. Oh, no. Yeah, well, no yeah. It was kind of like that. It was like uh, I would just, I would learn, I would just be like, okay, I know tomatoes are, I just know that they're good for me. I don't remember exactly why anymore because, you know, I lost. I, I'm the same. I never remember the reasons why. I just know I've read it. I know it's good for me. I'm just going to read it. I know it. it's good for me. I don't remember where I saw <laughs> yeah, it, but, yeah. but I know it is. Yeah. And so it was just like, like I said, you know, it was just switching my meats and then slowly transitioning myself into the whole food plant-based diet. And, and it's, it was impossible to even think of the idea of switching overnight when I used to eat Battered nar- things d- like deep fried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I used to munch on deep fried hot dogs that were wrapped in bacon. Oh, like, oh, oh. Yeah, like thinking about it now, my stomach is just like, no. <laughs> yes, I love that. And I think that that's doable for people, you know, just making switches that you know you can make and just keep going forward. Yeah, just have a healthy uh, uh or, or 
not a healthy mindset. Um, well, yeah, but have try and think: Is this really the best thing for me? You know, whether it be something you drink or something you eat. You know, everything has its ups and downs. So I guess you pretty much just have to figure things out on your way uh, along the way. If you're new to it, I would I would suggest just right off the bat, don't take my story is is is. Uh, what you don't want to happen <laughs> it's just right off the bat just switch to a whole food plant-based diet because where i was definitely did suck and i do not wish things like that upon my worst enemy and i've said this to friends and family and it sucks it really does suck but you know throughout the whole thing i like i said i'm just glad i'm on the other side of it now Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you are too, Tim. You look so fantastic and I'm so grateful you came on this show. And one of the things that I really, I hope people take away is that Tim, like Tim said, he was alone doing this. So if you're alone, just start like, like, like Tim did, watch a couple documentaries, you know, if you've got Netflix or if you can go to the library and borrow them or if you can, you know, watch the, watch, I think, Forks over knives you can watch online at the library yeah, if you haven't got There's forks over knives and there's yeah there's forks what over the knives hell? what the hell There's so many if you don't have access to the internet or if you don't whatever your financial options are there's options for you go to the local library and use their internet for free you know get documentaries borrow their books start reading like Tim, like Tim did and finding out and just being curious and educating yourself because Tim's a work in progress you know, he's 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 and he's, if you see him in his before and afters, you'll see that he's doing the work, but it, he had to educate himself along the way. And that's what everyone has to do for themselves. You can't, I think it's hard to just listen to, to us and trust us. You need to get the information for yourself. Forget it like right. we have, <laughs> but just yeah, know it's definitely. the right thing to do <laughs> and keep moving forward. So you can find Tim at, on Instagram. That, that one guy with MS. On Instagram. That one guy with MS on Instagram. And I'm sure he's going to have his own YouTube channel and Facebook page in any in, in like a day. So You know, I, I have I, – I, my buddy last night, he's like, Tim, if you're doing this tomorrow, you're obviously going to have to – he's – my friend Ethan, he, uh, he was probably – him and my friend Adrian, uh, they were to the two people that I guess became my best friends throughout this whole thing. My friend Adrian, unfortunately, she's not here with us no longer. Uh, she passed away in the beginning of September. She had an allergic reaction to some peanut butter or something, oh and went into anaphylactic shock. And uh, oh gosh, that's awful. Her and my friend Ethan, uh, those two were the two people that I guess were always there and always made sure, hey, Tim, I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Are you doing good? Mm. You know, things like that. Mm. And Adrian, actually, she has lupus. or Yeah. Mm. And, and so when sorry. she noticed that my health was coming off and the medication, like I was getting off the chemo and all of this, she was seriously starting to get interested into getting all of this because she too was overweight and her lupus wasn't doing the greatest for her and and it sucks that she's not here because i really wish she would could have gone on this journey with me you know or at least started you know, recently and oh, yeah i'm so, i'm so sorry that is see those kind of 
It's, it's real life shit, you know. Oh. And, 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 and I don't know what to say because it just sounds. <laughs> When you think peanut, how could peanut butter take someone, a young person's life? It was, it's just, oh, it was very, very sudden and it sucked. Oh gosh, I'm and, so sorry. And I guess maybe that's part of the that, that's part of the reason on why I'm so persistent and so passionate about this, especially in the recent months uh, after she passed away. Because, like I said, she was she was my best friend. And after she passed away, that depression came again, like big time. And and it sucked a lot. And I guess that's part of the reason on why I'm so passionate about this, because she was just about to get onto this journey with me. And then she she passed away. And it just like I said, it just sucks that she couldn't and, and I guess that's 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 the extra drive that I have that she was a paramedic. She was a normal person like, like, like myself, like you and me, you know, and, and I just really wish she was here through all of this also, you know, and, and, and I guess it's, it's, it's just like, I try and bring this, this shit to, to the surface because her and I, we battled that depression and that anxiety. That's why we became so close. And same with the, the autoimmune uh, issue, you know, we became so close because we were the only ones amongst our group of friends that like had compromised bodies, and and so we became close. And throughout the years, she just became my best friend. You could open it. <laughs> she uh, she just became my best friend, and then she passed away. And uh, two weeks later, I had to do a uh, event. Uh, for CTB Garage, and it, it, it was hard leading up to it, definitely, because the stress was 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 way the fuck up. And so, even though I knew that my stress was way up because of that and everything else that I had going on at the time uh, in life uh, a few months ago, um, I knew that since at the time I noticed that food and and what I put into my body helped bring my stress levels down and kept my MS at bay. I didn't want anything to happen before this event that I was supposed to do in front of all of these people. I'm standing there with a microphone, you know. I couldn't have a flare-up happen right there, you know. And so I started doing juicing. I, I, I juiced every single day, morning or breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks in between, just so I could make sure that I wasn't going to be sick to do this event and and it's it's just i don't even know where i'm going with this anymore i think this is really sorry tim i know that this is over we normally end by now and my kids are outside yeah, I <laughs> but i think that it's such a great point and my husband's the same and i'm the same when you have a chronic disease the, the importance of thinking about okay i have this stressful event that 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 I know make can make me feel sicker and and trigger my relapses to treat yourself even better during those times and to support yourself losing a friend oh my your best friend and then having a work event a serious high stress work event two weeks later that's enough to push most people into a fetal position for six months yeah so to yeah. hear that, you know, you took care of yourself and you really prioritized your health during that time is testament to you and your your strength as a as a human. But 
I think it's a really great point to make that in those worst times, it's so easy to fall off the wagon and go back to eating deep fried hot dogs wrapped in bacon. <laughs> but you chose to yeah. eat juice, you drink juice and whole food plant based during that time because you knew that that's the everything else is falling apart. This is the best gift that you can give yourself. Yeah, and and like I said, you know, just throughout the last couple of years, I realized that food is medicine. <laughs> you know, I got my food is my medicine. I had to learn how to love it. I had to learn how to fall in love with food again to benefit my MS because I was tired of letting it like get the best of me. I really was. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you made that choice. You look so healthy and I'm so glad you're on this show sharing your story. I appreciate you you asking me to come on on the show. I really do. <laughs> thank you. Oh no, I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to you. So thank you. I'm going to press hang up because we could talk forever, but it was so wonderful having you on the show. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Tim, for coming on the show. Thank you all so much for listening. I am so, so grateful for Tim and for you all for subscribing, listening, sharing and supporting these this podcast and these episodes. And I forgot at the start, so I'm just doing it now. I just wanted to thank everyone again who leaves five-star ratings and reviews over at Apple Podcasts because it really helps this podcast to reach more people in the search rankings. And I just wanted to read out two that I love. One is from the 1st of October and it is with Doturi. And I'm so grateful to you. So thank you so much for writing. And you wrote the best five stars. Absolutely my favorite whole food plant-based podcast. So many incredible, inspiring interviews extolling the virtues of this way of life. It took me many years to understand the science and benefits of eating this way. This podcast confirms my own research and has inspired me to stay the course. Keep up the great work, Corinne. Thank you so much for writing that. It's definitely a a challenge to do this and put this out on my anxiety, my social anxiety. It's I might seem like I'm not socially anxious, but I definitely is something that I still deal with. And every time I post an episode, I get anxiety and I think, oh my gosh, I've said something wrong or whatever. And so hearing these reviews and getting your feedback, it helps me to think, okay, obviously it's helping someone. So I keep going. It inspires me to move forward. So thank you very, very much for writing that. That really, really made my day to read that. And um, the next one is from, well, it's from Tony and Tony and Lizzie, 29th of September, 2018. You know, I love you too. Fantastic podcasts. Thank, I I don't know why I can't read the heading. I know it says more than thank, but. I don't know what else it says. Five stars. These are a collection of fantastic and inspiring success stories about how everyday, ordinary people recover their health from debilitating diseases. My wife and I shared our story in episode five, and we are honoured to do so. We were honoured to do so. Thanks, Corinne, for your time and effort putting these together. Wonderful. Tony and Lizzie Boucher. I love you too. Tony's story is episode five. Check it out. It's a great story as well, and obviously... Not obviously. And Elizabeth shares her daughter's story on the episode as well of her daughter's story with Crohn's disease, which is incredible. 
Thank you both. Thank everyone who has taken the time to go over to iTunes and well, Apple Podcasts these days and leave a five-star rating and a review. It all really, really helps share these messages, get, get these messages out there to the people who need them, which is the purpose of the show. So thank you all and I hope you have a great few days until the next episode. Bye. Oh, yes, this episode is in the new year. <laughs> Bye.